0: third shift presents the imposter's guide to gaming your quick fix for gaming news now here are your hosts eric and matt
1: what's up everybody welcome back to ig2g this is episode 77 i of course am your host the greatest man who's ever lived it's me it's matt with me as always it's the light bear it's the light bringer it's the light bear bringer like you bring the light bear light i like bear. that I like a little that. better you're like an animal tamer. You're like a beast master. It's Ooh, Eric, yeah. and we're going to be talking about all kinds of crazy games, and then we're going to have a fun little discussion chat right here on the IG2G. So join us, won't you? I mean, you will. You downloaded it. It's time. You're just going to keep listening. Here we go. Thrive, four, three, two, one. That's
0: how we do it. Number five.
1: First up on the releases this week, it's a Matt special. Oh, baby, you know what that means? It's a re-release of a game I've already talked about on IG2G. But this is a game that's near and dear to my heart. I'm talking about Sunless Sea Submariner Edition, which is out for the Nintendo Switch as of the 23rd of April, developed and published by Fail Better Games. If you don't remember me talking about it on IG2G a long, long time ago, or on our Patreon exclusive, what you play in third shifts, Sunless Sea takes place in the Fallen London universe, which is basically like a Victorian era London, which got... Which fell beneath the crust of the earth or was pulled down by, you know, dark and dangerous forces. So it's this this creepy, unique, Victorian, Lovecraft influenced world. It's it's a lot of fun. It's also dark at the same time. It's really unique. There's really nothing else like it, so I'd definitely say play Fallen London or Sunless Sea. But Sunless Sea is a little different in that it is a roguelike where you play the part of a A boat captain and you're sailing out on the sea to make your fame make your fortune or find revenge for this there's all kinds of different like story aspirations you can chase after in sunless sea and it's a very text heavy game like there is you know there's some actiony kind of elements where your boat is firing at monsters or rival boats but it's a lot of the encounters you have are text based like you'll Go into town, and now in the town, you can explore all these different areas. You read the different, you know, the story things you can go on in there. You know, upgrade upgrade your skills, upgrade your abilities. Those abilities allow you to go on different adventures in the different places you go. It's a ton of fun. I had a blast with it. I really want to get it again just so I can have another blast on it on the go with my Nintendo Switch. So if you didn't get a chance to get on it before get on this on the go, because Sunless Sea is awesome. Fallen London is awesome. I love this whole universe. I can't wait for the next game to start coming out on consoles. But for now, go get Sunless Sea Submariner Edition for your Nintendo Switch, and have a great
0: time. Number four. First up for my releases, this wonderful IG2G, is a little title that I'm very curious about. So many games going on right now, I hope to get to this one, Trials of Mana. Now, this one is pretty cool because it came out in the East in 1995, 16-bit, old-school old-school game. Never made it to the West until last year, it came to the Nintendo Switch in the collection of Mana, which is the, of course, Mana games all put together, and you get this wonderful little 16-bit treasure Well, they went ahead, and during that, and before that, they were doing a whole giant remake of it, which they were going to release everywhere. It is out now. What is this game? It's an action RPG in which you are a hero. It's a very classical tale. And the useful part, the cool part, I think, about the whole thing is you, the hero, you get to pick from several characters, and then on top of that, you pick your party right there in the very beginning, and then you'll go through the entire game with those characters. It doesn't switch out. Nothing changes. So if you want the entirety of this game, you're going to want to play through a couple times because if you put different party members in your party, you get different, uh, of course, reactions, etc., etc. Throughout the game, in little story plots and lines, you know the deal. You know how it goes. So with that being said, you pick your characters on your way. You're going to save the world. The, the tree mana, she's dying. you got to go get the sword and go kill and vanquish all the baddies and get her all set. On your way through, it's very go to town, to town, to town, there's a crisis, there's a problem, you're going to solve it. Y'all know the tropes, they're all there. Very colorful game, music is gorgeous and beautiful, reminiscent of its 16-bit heritage, but of course with the updated graphics, it looks very pretty. You're not going to have to worry about it. But what's really, really cool and what sells me the most on this one, and hopefully sells y'all, is the fact that in the action RPG, all right, it's, you got the active battle time, so you're running around on the the battle, you know, battle area, which, by the way, enemies are on the map, you can see them, they can see you, they'll come attack you, but you can avoid them if you'd like to. Any of the who's seamlessly goes into battle. The enemies run around, they do attacks on you, and they're cool because, like in MMOs and such, they're choreographed. So when they're going to do like a giant slash, you'll see a red strip go across the ground, and you know to get the heck out of it so you don't get hit by the giant slash, that sort of thing. And your two companions, you can set them to do specific things. And they've all got their own set of skills and uh, preferences. So some are like ranged, magic, um, healing, that kind of thing. So when you pick your team, make sure you're aware of that. But, anywho, as I was saying, the best part is is that you can program them to do specific things. From what I've been told, they're very smart, they take care of business, they do what they're supposed to. But, if you're feeling quite, you know, feeling a little queasy and wondering if they're going to do what you want them to do, you can switch right over to them at your time, take control of them, do the moves for them. And, while you're in the wheel, your skill set will, doing what kind of manner or spell attack you want to use, the battle stops, time stops, allows you to pick what you want to do, and then it resumes. So... If you're an old school RPG player, and you're not really down with the whole new active battle stuff where people are getting their face kicked in while you're trying to decide what, you know, electricity or heal, whatever the heck it is you're trying to do, you don't got to worry about it in this one. Everything stops, lets you pick, boom, battle goes right back on. Regular attacks don't stop anything, and obviously if you got your quick attacks, that kind of stuff. All that. So there you go. Very cool old school RPG redone for the Nintendo Switch, for the PlayStation 4, I super recommend you get it. Of course, if you didn't know, it's developed, published by Square. I figure most people know that one. It's such a classic title. I figure everybody who loves RPGs probably knows what this one is. So check it out. Trials of Mana. Looks cool. Plays cool. Sounds cool. I'm down for it. And, of course, it's on my favorite, Nintendo Switch. Grab it up. Number 3.
1: Next up on the releases this week, we got a silly little game called Moving Out, which drops today, the day of this podcast being released, the 28th of April, for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Developed by SMG Studios and published by Team 17, Moving Out is a couch co-op game all about, like, hey, moving couches and stuff. Moving out. Basically, you take it, it's it's this cool little goofy Co-op game kind of in the vein of something like Overcooked. If you know that visual style and you know that kind of the chaos of that game, you're going to have the same feelings for moving out. Basically, you play as a member of, you know, a moving company. And I think it's, it has like a really 80s aesthetic. So I don't know if it's like taking place in the 80s or if it's just that, that cool theme that they've brushed over every aspect of the game. But think of something like Overcooked or something like, uh, what was that game that just came out? Oh, good job for the Nintendo Switch. A goofy game where you're, you know, your job is to move all these things from inside the house to outside, you know, into the moving truck. But at the same time, you can be busted doors, throwing stuff through walls. You know, if if there's a couple of you playing at co-op, you can like throw stuff from the second story and have the other person catch it and then chuck it into the truck. So it's a very, very, very not serious take on you know, getting just the task that we all hate doing, moving, moving all your crap into the moving truck. But it's just, it looks like a lot of fun. It's really silly, but at the same time, there are unique pieces of furniture with different properties. Like I think the TVs are plugged into the wall. So if you grab the TV, you stretch out the plug and then when it, you know, pops out of the wall, your character kind of goes into a little spin. There are also Obviously, just as in real life, big big, giant pieces of furniture like L-shaped couches and stuff that you actually have to coordinate with your buddy if you're playing at co-op to kind of get them through the doorways and around the corners and all that stuff. But other than that, just a a silly, wacky game. Definitely watch some trailers of it. Watch some gameplay. Watch the characters just jumping in and out of windows and chucking boxes all over the place. It's it's crazy fun. And from what I've seen, some of the later levels also get crazy ridiculous. Like I've seen levels that are inside like a factory that has a bunch of conveyor belts that go from room to room. So you got to chuck... You know, if you have four players, you got to post up in all these rooms and, you know, at the ends of the different conveyors. So you take it off one conveyor, chuck it to the other one. That takes it to your next buddy who picks it up off that one, chucks it to the next one. I've also seen one with like this, where it's again, kind of in like a factory or a laboratory where you have to throw switches to open the doors in the trailer for it that they have even up on the Nintendo eShop. There's like your your tra- You're traveling from moving truck to moving truck, throwing stuff like as you're going along the highway. So, I don't know how crazy all these levels get, but just the base levels look crazy and fun enough. So, as they, it's good to know that they build on that with even sillier, more complex things. Apparently, there are fragile items that you do actually have to take care, you know, with to not break. As with most games, there are three different ratings. You can get bronze, silver, and gold. I think that factors in both time and how little destruction you do. There are also in each of the, I think there are 30-some levels, a bunch of different hidden objectives to do. So maybe interacting with the house or the building that you're in using all these unique objects and their unique properties. It looks like a lot of fun, especially if you have friends on the couch with you You can play this solo, but you can't play it online, so you either need to do it yourself, which is not quite as zany fun, or have some friends with you to play it there with you on the couch. If you do have those friends moving out, looks like a blast. Go ahead and get it. Number
0: two. So it seems I do have a theme tonight. It is RPGs, but this one's a different kind of an RPG. It's a tactical RPG, and it is XCOM Chimera Squad, developed by Fireaxis Games, published by 2K Games, and out for PC only currently as we speak. This is a huge DLC-slash-expansion. takes place after XCOM 2, War of the Chosen. So if you haven't played those, you might want to go uh, get caught up. You can get them for pretty cheap all over the place before you play this one. But... As with most games, you don't have to. You can jump right in. It'll fill you in on kind of what's going on. Basically, there's a huge war, aliens, humans. Now, they're working together, sort of, but there's still problems. Obviously, that's the way it's always going to be. So, you are this cool police squad inside of this area, this environment, this city, that has the aliens and humans living together. And you got to maintain the peace. So you got this cool overboard. You're looking at the different sections of the city. There's these different gangs and affiliations that are trying to corrupt and screw things over. You get sent out on missions to stop them. And, of course, if you don't know, when I told you, it's a tactical RPG. So when you go on these missions, you're going to move grid-like across the stage until you get in encounters with the baddies, etc. And there, you'll have to move strategically to different spots to get cover, get out of the way, or, or you know, get in the enemy's face, depending on who you are and what you are. You got your close-range individuals, your snipers, your, you know, your assault rifle types, that kind of thing. You guys and gals know the gist of what's going on here. As I said, it's futuristic, so you're using really cool tech, droids, airborne craps, all sorts of cool guns, things like that, to take out the enemies, and they're doing the same to you. A lot of cool, fun banter between the characters, it has got, like I said, a comic book kind of feel to it going on here. There's no huge crazy storyline. It's just you, group of cops, working together, liking, hating each other, taking out baddies. Now, all of you are thinking, hey, XCOM, isn't that the one where if you die, it's permadeath, it's super serious, it's crazy and scary? Well, they took it out of this one. Because, I'm assuming, since you've only got a few characters that you're playing as, if they all died, there'd be game over, there'd be no other options, and you'd be under you know overwhelmed very fast if a couple went down. So, you don't have to worry about permadeath. For some of you, that might be good. For some of you, that might be bad. But hey, that's what it is. So if you're looking for a really cool tactical RPG, definitely, you might want to go check out some XCOM Chimera Squad. Especially, if you already love XCOM and you've played the previous titles, and you're looking for a little taste of something new. This might be right up your alley if you have a PC. Suckers. Number one.
1: Last but not least on the releases this week, we got Help Will Come Tomorrow, which dropped on the 21st of April for Switch, PC, PS4, Xbox One. I believe it's also out on Linux if you do the Linux thing. Developed by Arclight Creations, published by Clabater, Clabater, it's published by the K people, but this is a former Kickstarter game. And help will come tomorrow is all about a group of passengers on a train in 1917 Russia, like pre-revolution Russia, as they're going through. I think it's. I think it's going through Siberia, like the the cold Russian wilderness. The train either gets attacked or derailed or blown up, and there are a group of four survivors, at least four that I've ever seen in the previews, in the reviews, all that stuff. A group of four different survivors from all different classes and kind of like different ideologies. And they're the only survivors of this train crash. And they're trying to build a camp, survive in the wilderness, and tend to their, not only just their camp morale, their, you know, trying to stay alive morale, but also their needs like hunger, thirst, keep, you know, warmth, having all the supplies that you need to kind of survive through the day. And what's really interesting about this, because Just the premise and the basic look of the game definitely reminds me of Gods Will Be Watching, which is a really cool game that's pretty much just like that. I don't want to go into too many details on that, but definitely check that out if this sounds interesting to you after you check this out. But the other cool thing about it not only do you have to manage your camp and you know have manage exactly what you need to do for the day but then also during the night phase your characters talk to each other and you can choose the responses and you got to kind of I think you can achieve side quests or like, you know, bond your characters closer together by choosing the right responses to, you know, what the, the posh dude says or what the servant girl is worried about, you you know, certain things like that. But then the other really cool thing about this and what's really kind of getting my interest up, because I'm not a big survival game guy, but also during that day phase, you get to send party members out into the wilderness to kind of scout around forage for resources and what, from what I've seen of that, it kind of looks like a, a map like from a civilization game. Like you got all these hex tiles going out from the map that you can explore. And as you go out to each of the tiles, you can have very board game like, you know, encounters where like you find a stag in the woods and do you try and get it and try and kill it for food? Do you just back off and leave it? Do you, you know, what do you do? And the interface for that, those encounters, looks really cool because it's, I mean, it looks like, Again, if you play something like a board game like Dead of Winter, or I can't think of any other ones directly offhand because Dead of Winter just jumps to mind because you're in the dead of winter here. In this, in (laughs) help will come tomorrow, but it looks exactly like one of the cards from one of those games. Like you have cool art on the side, kind of showing you the idea of what you're doing, and then all the text on the right side with your options, and you know. How, how that plays out. So if you're a fan of survival games, definitely check out Help Will Come Tomorrow. If you want a little bit more out of your survival games, though, if you want a little bit more story than just, hey, I, you're just a person dropped in and fend for yourself, definitely check out Help Will Come Tomorrow. If you're a fan of Dead of Winter or any of those other kinds of games that I can't really remember right now, stuff like Post-Human. I mean, it's got like little encounter cards like that, you know, definitely check it out. I, I'm i not a big survival game guy, but the the board game and quote fingers aspect of it the interaction of your characters at night figuring out how to best respond to each person and their personality to build trust to build camaraderie to build morale it really is interesting to me so i'm going to be checking out help will come tomorrow i recommend you do the same
0: imposter's topic of the day so we paraded around all the little websites and the Google sites looking around. I don't like that we paraded
1: around. I don't appreciate it. If we perused them, we weren't like holding hands and like, no, we twos, paraded. Twos. It's, ah, da, 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 it, it's
0: a much better image. All right, Matt. I like that image. I like the image of us parading around like no, Goombas <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> looking for something, you know, with the signs. Where's some news, everybody? What's going on?
1: We're like two pigs hunting for truffles. That's right. Around the base of those trees.
0: Is there something fun, something crazy to talk about. Them. Something cool, something Oh, well, guess what, everybody? You know, here's the deal. The whole COVID thing has blown up all the cons. It's blown up all the get togethers. It's blown up E3. It's blown up this. It's blown up that. We have no singular area in which you can look anymore for all the news in a nice, big, beautiful little nut. Hmm. Everything is all over the place, and in some t- in some cases, nowhere. some cases, it's like the day of, oh, this cool little gem by the sub subs- subsidiary of uh, Squares coming out. And I'm like, hmm. I've seen nothing on that in like, oh, half a year. And it's like, ah!
1: Now, before we get into that, I got to say, part of me actually likes that. Because I've had this issue with games journalism for forever of all the previews are it's 110% A plus 10 out of 10 It's the greatest thing I've ever played because that's what you do to get the preview. So I appreciate in some sense that these people can't get flown off to Square Enix headquarters and see a behind the scenes thing and write up a glowing everybody needs to buy this game right now preview for a game that comes out. I'm sorry
0: I've got to interrupt you. Hey, have you heard this about this game, Matt? It's called Ghost of Tsushima. It's a game of the year. Well, it's game of the year
1: 2020,
0: dude. <laughs> that, that, see, that's the one exception. I 100% believe in that
1: because I saw a cinematic trailer, mm-hmm. but not any gameplay. Oh my God, game of the year. 2020, game of the year, game of the year. 70%. That's what I'm talking
0: about. That was, that was pre pandemic. So we have well, to. Well, see, we that's, to what I'm, it. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> now, nobody's now nobody's talking about it. Now nobody's talking about it or anything because they can't go do exactly what you just said. So before we dive into any tidbits that just, you know, fancied your little fancy over the week, I just kind of want to discuss with COVID here and all this stuff happening and you, we're not seeing like the big events coming up, it's kind of got me personally a little meh because now you have to just piecemeal. You have to go all over looking, checking, at you know, you have to know what you're looking for. It's kind of my biggest issue as is it always has been like on internet shopping. If you yeah. don't know what you want when you go onto the internet, you're not going to find anything. You're going to find just a billion things of nothing and a random crap that you never, never needed. Whereas when I go to True. a store, Hey, I know I want video games. Boom. There they are. Here's the section. You,
1: you, you come to the IGN Walmart and it's just video games yep. in there.
0: Exactly. And mm-hmm. now with all the events gone, you got to hunt. You got to look around. You got to know what's coming out you got to know what you're trying to find to get to the you know mm-hmm. developer's website publisher's website or whatever it is that you're looking for and get there to get your information because none of the events are happening anymore so it's it's kind of been weird for me because i feel like i should be getting excited for the big events with all the big announcements yeah, with all the big things and none of that's happening and a lot of them have bowed out a lot of the developers have just said nah we're just gonna kind of do it. we feel like we'll just Announce games when we want to this year instead of trying right. to get band on board, uh, you know, with some kind of a big event. That because they were talking about doing everything online instead, like a big e event, and then right, they said right. no, we're not going to do that. IGN stepped in said they're going to do like games of summer, but really haven't talked about it not once that I know of since. So I'm like, did that hmm. fall through, or is this that going to be some kind of indie event, sort of like what kind of funny does? I'm not sure. Right. Right. So. Well, how do you feel about this all coming together right now? I mean, is there anything you've been looking forward to that you really kind of lost track of, don't know where to go? or Not
1: really, but you know me, I don't get hyped for big releases coming up. I get hyped for the things that really do affect me, and those are all smaller-level things. But I mean, I also see some good in it, too, because th- if you don't have to you know, get a trailer through for E3 and get a release date that you can totally announce at E3, then you don't have to walk that back later if you do have to put it off for some reason. I mean, we saw how upset people were getting about The Last of Us 2 and getting pushed back indefinitely, quote fingers, with the COVID thing. We saw how upset everybody was about that and more on that later, obviously, when we talk about that. But I, you know, if you don't have to cram something in and have a big announcement for a big show, then you don't have to piss people off. If you do have to walk those back, I don't know. It's it's a small point, but I think I don't know. I think it's a valid point. It is valid. You can no, actually I agree. you can actually do stuff when you're ready, which is what everybody says they like to do, but nobody can do because the publisher says blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Even 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 if your publisher's pushing you though now with no events. They're going to give you some leeway because there's real, there's no checker mark, you know, there's nowhere that has to be done that. But on the downside of it, you know, I, that's, it's like I'm saying is you miss stuff. Now there's going to be a lot of like mid tier games, things like that, or even triple A's that I just don't personally usually wouldn't pay attention to. But if they gave me an awesome trailer and gameplay at an E3 or some other big spectacle event, I might go, holy crap. That does that does look sweet. Oh, I'm gonna go totally check that out. But instead, we're not gonna get any of that. And obviously if I'm even if even if IGN does something or one of the other sites or some big entities, it's not the same because I'm not gonna go tune in for their big blowout of whatever, whatever. I was only gonna watch the spectacle that is E3 or the spectacle that is whatever the San Diego Comic Con. I I was just gonna watch those and then whatever was put into my eyeballs, it was either A, I'm gonna like it or B I'm not. But now since none of that's happening, I'm never going to go, oh, let me click on uh, this random weird game that they're showcasing. No, I don't care. It, you know, if it wasn't something I cared about in the first place, unless yeah. you forced me to see it, I'm never going to look. So now I feel like my hands are in the river and I want the water and I'm pulling them up to get a sip, but it's all coming. It's all going through, man. I can't, I can't hold the water. And I'm like, I'm going to miss out on all sorts of yummies, all the yummies in it's- the water.
1: We'll see what you got to do is you got to you got to interlock your hands uh-huh. with the power like of indie gaming or 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 indie publishing because okay. that's one thing that I really do, you know I'm happy that I'm more like not like more on the indie side but I follow a lot of indie developers and publishers uh-huh. and what I like is that you know big AAA stuff yeah that's getting delayed it's getting affected because you have all these all these different arms of it you got you know the the media the trailer houses the actual production of discs and things. But if you get talking about indie games, and, and it's like one or two dudes, they're not affected by anything because they're working at their houses anyway. And they're just yeah. uh. just progressing right. as usual. Or if if it is delayed somehow, you don't really realize it because they would they didn't announce some big release date and then have to push it back because of all these issues. So that's one thing i appreciate is you know, when I still follow Devolver Digital or Chucklefish, you can see all that stuff in progress because, you know, they released new trailers, new even just screenshots of it and you can you can see it still in motion you can see it still going as opposed to some of these bigger games where it falls off the face of the earth because we can't fly 20 people out to say how good it looks and how cool it is and release screenshots to them i mean you could still do it on well, your own but but it's not that's not the way we do it in the AAA universe
0: even in the case of devolver and those others if you're not already following them though you'll never see whatever the hell it is they're making so maybe they were going to make something I was interested in, but I'm not going to know because I'm not going to follow a bunch of these indie developers that I don't – well, developers is not the one I don't care about, but you know what I mean. Others that I don't care about or have two poops what they're doing, I'll never know what they're doing. Maybe they were going to make something cool, though. That's my problem.
1: So but I just have they to go follow they never all have them have now,
0: man. Follow everybody.
1: <laughs> a lot of these publishers don't have big – I mean, Devolver does have a press conference in yeah. E3 every year and it's a weird crazy thing. But most of, but them a lot of them don't a lot of them don't do that anyway. So if you're in the know, you already do follow them. So it
0: I know. know, you, I, know. I, I,
1: I see what you're saying, but you see what I'm saying too.
0: Yes. You're saying for those and you're smaller scale, you're already in the know in your little realm and you love what you love yeah. and you're following all those indies you like so you don't give two poops about the big conferences because you're happy as a clam. Following them on Twitter and they're piecemealing out their information to you via tweets and all that other stuff.
1: Well, I'm saying if you are interested in them, you already do follow. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go out of your way to go look for it. It's still just right there in your feed. You're scrolling past yeah.
0: it. I got you, but still, yeah. you know, I'm just yeah. You know what I'm saying? The big scale stuff. You're know, you're gonna miss some yeah, yeah. it. It's gonna it's gonna go away, and it's just been bugging me the last week or two because as I said in the beginning of this, I'm looking at the internet sites, and say, oh, what's that? What's going on? And, and most of it's just stuff I don't care about. Hoo-ha, hoop-la. And I'm like, meh. I feel like somewhere there's some cool game that's being made right now. Probably has some cool screenshots, gameplay maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. It's there. It's just somewhere. But since they didn't pay IGN or pay one of the other big people money and do all the things, nobody's covering it because unless you pay them, they ain't going to put your game up there. You got... I mean, that's the whole ticket. you got to pay them, so they put your mm. game up so people see it, so that way it makes sales. Da-da-da, on da, da, and on we go. So I just feel like there's yeah. games right now cruising by right now, and I, I'm not going to see them. They're going to just disappear until, like, three years later. Somebody goes, did you ever play Starship 74? and I'm I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, yeah, dude, best game I've ever played. Oh, oh Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, well hey, there is rant. one
1: game. There's <laughs> one game out there that you aren't gonna play anyway, but you can oh, pretty much God. watch like the whole game right now. And that's that's the latest, hottest, biggest news that I just found out about today is that apparently a disgruntled naughty dog developer has gone on the YouTubes and on the you know, all the all the Reddits and all the things and is pretty much spoiled and shown video of a lot of the story points in The Last of Us Two. Now for me, it's not really a game I would ever play. It's not a series that I care about, but it's obviously it's a big deal to 90% of the rest of the world because, like I said before, when they pushed the release date back indefinitely, people were throwing their hands in the air, throwing their babies out the window, going, oh my goodness, what's happening here? And now, this is happening too. So everyone's double pissed. They're pissed at this person, but then people are also pissed off at Naughty Dog because... I mean, they did just have, I think it was on Kotaku maybe a month ago, a month or two ago, they had a big, you know, one of the Kotaku's big exposés, big, long, you know, long-read think pieces all about the crunch that they're going through to make this super AAA awesome Naughty Dog-style game and how that has probably led... I don't know if they ever, like, talked to this person or if that person was, you know, streaming this stuff on YouTube and talking over it because I haven't seen it myself. But everyone's speculating that... That whole crunch scenario that Naughty Dog does for months and months and months on end is what led to this person getting so disgruntled that they put up all the spoilers on YouTube and all the things. So it's just a weird, wild thing. There's something, you know what? You're aware of that game. You can go see the whole thing. You can read the entire story well, I, right now. You, know, you won't miss anything, and you don't even have to play it. I
0: see. I'm mixed. I'm mixed on this one. First off, the, the guy spoiling everything. You know, that's just bogus. It's silly. I don't care what his excuse is. Everyone at the end of the day has a choice. If you don't want to crunch, you didn't appreciate that, get the hell out and go find another job. Secondly, there should never be crunch. We It's been a whole thing going on forever, da-da-da. But then, of course, it's an infighting thing, too, because on the other hand, you keep seeing, oh, we got to crunch. That's just the way this works. And then they're like, yeah, that's the way this works. We have to get crunching. And then you get the other's like, no, it should never be crunch. And then, so I'm like, "Uh, how about y'all figure your own stuff out? So before all of us little, you know, little sheep out inside and go, yeah, no crunch. Because half of you say you like crunch, half of you say you don't. So when you all figure it out, you tell me what you need me to do and I'll hold the sign up for you and we'll, and we'll all bandwagon (laughs) you into wherever future you want. So that part drives me nuts. And then everyone got bent out of shape because they delayed the game. And of course, the delay was because COVID's out, da, da 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 We can't get the distribution to everywhere we want it to be. And everybody thought that was kind of a weak excuse.
1: It, it 100% is mm-hmm. because you can just put it up digitally and people can play it all they want.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And they and said, well, you be could fair do. for physical, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's just,
1: pop, it's just popping right in my brain. Hey, why don't you? Call call up the people. Call up on your cell phone, like, or you email the people who have it pre-ordered uh-huh. and say, "Hey, we can get you a digital They're version. Stead. Do you still want the collector stuff at a sixty dollar reduced price? Because you have the game, we can yeah. just ship you all the cool
0: stuff." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have done all sorts of things. Instead, they went, "Nah, we're just going to delay it." And then the weirdest part is, it's only been delayed what a month? Because comes out, or is it two months? It's been two, maybe two months. I don't know. Not that long it's not that big of a delay so it's like really just that all the difference in for your your apparent shipping issues and and manufacturing issues is all going to be solved in this two-month period
1: well see I really think that this is a response to this all happening and everyone getting up in an uproar because if it was still delayed indefinitely and came out like in September or whatever literally no one would play it and that's what people now, are thinking too. Yeah, now the big atomic bomb has come down, and they're going to be like, "Oh wait, no put put a big concrete shell around it. Look, it's it's only coming out in like another month and a half, guys. It's totally fine. Everyone's going to go, okay, I'll just I'll just mute that those words off my timeline, and I won't have to worry about it because it'll be in my hands shortly. Uh-huh. But you don't you don't say the game is delayed indefinitely if the plan was for it only to be delayed two or three months. Yeah. So I, I feel I feel like this is a hundred percent PR move of just, oh hey. You know, this bad thing happened, which was going to affect our sales anyway, and people are correlating it to the bad thing that we do and, you know, overwork our employees and make everybody work themselves to death. Here, have the game. Don't you love us now? I, it just, everything just reeks of PR to me because I'm a cynical old man and that's just how I see things, but you don't delay it indefinitely to. To, to release it shortly. So it's to release not, shortly it was shortly
0: after it was said indefinite delay. Yeah, it was, it's you, totally you would funky. say
1: delayed for a short while uh-huh. due to complications. No, delayed indefinitely, and then, oh, f***, yeah. get it out
0: Everyone there. Everyone projected that once they said indefinitely, it was going to be fall release. And then magically yeah. it just pops up here, oh, it's coming out now. And then they delayed Ghost of Tsushima to bump it out of the way of Last of Us 2. And I'm like,
1: two big Sony oh, yeah, exactly, you bam, can't bam. have them
0: fight, so they went, oh, well, we can move Ghost of who cares, you know, poop, there we go, now you can pop in here, get out of the trouble, you know, get everybody's hands, in the, the game in the hands, and everyone, like you said, forgets, vada bing, vada boom, but all that said, just to tie it up, I don't even know if I'm going to play it, man, I don't know, I mean, I feel, you know, it's one of those games, this is a, this is a, this is a game you got to play, it's a game, but mm-hmm. I played three-fourths of Last of Us, the original... Mm-hmm. And then cheated and just watched the ending. Yeah, and I only found moderate enjoyment. You know, like it wasn't a bad game by any stretch, but it wasn't special to me. I don't know. It didn't. I didn't grab me.
1: And I and I was in the exact same boat because you said, "Hey, man, this is one of those games everybody should play it." And I got it with my with my console because it, it was like the you know they got the digital download. Mm-hmm. I played three hours of it and I went, "This isn't for me." I can tell it's a gr- it's a great well-put-together game. It's cool. The graphics are awesome. Good voice acting. All the stuff you need to have a good game. But it did not connect with me at all because I don't like post-apocalypse. I don't like zombie-type creatures. That's not for me. So I feel like, you know... You know what, just game fly it, Eric, just like you did with God of War. Just game fly it eventually down the road. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you that this is obviously one of those big AAA releases. No matter what happens, it was going to you know, get Game of the Year nods and nominees and all that stuff. But I'm in the same boat as you in that, I, I I mean, I said it already, I would never play it. I would literally never play it. I would watch the ending on YouTube. I would watch you know, somebody's long play of it. I'd watch a speedrun of it or something. This story does nothing for me, so I would just.
0: Phew. And to tie it all up here, I want to say something I would play that I, I saw and I was super happy about. Horizon Zero Dawn, of course, they've been working on it for years, the, the sequel to the original, which wasn't a fantastic game, which I platinumed because I platinum, you know, the games I love, unless their trophies are so stinking hard and difficult that it takes way yep. too much time. Anywho, they were like, well, if this did well, apparently they were trying, wanting to do a whole trilogy. And of course, the first one did fantastic, beyond what they were hoping for. So it's greenlit. They are officially having a trilogy for Horizon, and of course, Mm -hmm. the huge rumor's been that it's going to be a launch title, or right shortly after launch of PS5, launch title type game. And everyone's kind of corroborating on this one, coming together, thinking that that's right, and... I feel like it is. And even the devs over there have been kind of hinting, you know, that, Hey, yeah, we've been going to town with this. So, yeah, you know, you're going to hear more soon. And I feel like that's tying back earlier conversation. That's something we would have seen at E3. But since none of that's happening now, where's that going to be shown? Because it feels like it's in the bag. And I, that is a game I am super stoked about. I love the gameplay. I love the world it was in. I loved Aloy. Everything about that game was fantastic, and they said the scope of the game is going to be larger. The uh, everything about it, the, you know, the the world itself, the questing, and on top of it, they said there's going to be some kind of co-op function in there. I don't know if that's a whole other character you can play as and journey around together, or if it's going to be like a bird and you're a little, you're a little bird flying with Aloy, and you know, somebody can control the bird. It'd be so stupid, but you know, whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe a little like a frog person. You're like hopping through. You can be like a little frog man.
0: No, that'd be that'd be even worse. Unless he was uh, the frog from Chrono Trigger, whatever his name was. I can't remember. Sorry,
1: his name was Frog. Frog. His name was Frog. I know. His name was Frog. As soon
0: as you said it, I went, yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Also, his, also, his <laughs> name's Glenn too. But anyway, I mean, yeah, that's cool. I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn yet, so I assume it will be neat. God, you're that's just terrible. See man. what's gonna you're happen. Just terrible. So this is going to happen. You're just gonna be like, "Man, it's out. It's out for PS5." And I'm like, "Oh, hey, cool. You know, I should, you know, maybe I'll start playing it on my PS4 now." That's probably what I'll do. Hey, you can't give me too much crap. There's too many games out right now. There's too many damn games out. There's too many good games out. It's what what can you do? But I do 100% agree with you. If that is in the works as a launch or close to launch title, guarantee that would have been at E3. So it is sad that we won't get like some big the big trailer. Well, Sony you know,
0: wasn't going to be there
1: anyway. Well, you wouldn't have seen it
0: anyway. Yeah, but they could have found a way. You know, they could have found a way to reveal it, or at least even if they weren't going to be there, Sony was going to completely lie and have some kind of state of play or PlayStation exclusive event right before E3 or right after. You know, just to get their their day in the sun.
1: Well, haven't they been doing like the little like Nintendo Direct style stuff? Yeah, lately, too? they 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 like-
0: kind of stopped though. So I don't know if they're uh, going to end up starting them up again sometime or not, but they didn't follow through and keep it a thing like Nintendo's been doing.
1: I, f- I feel like those are easy things that you can do even in here, because that's all in-house stuff. Uh-huh. You say, hey, you, give us a trailer. The, you call up VoiceOver Jones, and he goes, oh, wow, here comes Horizon Zero Dawn, and Graphics McPete does the little transition thing. That's super easy. I don't know why people aren't. People should do more of that. There we go. Well, that'd Solve be a great problem.
0: way. I know, but... Not everybody's on board yet. I wish developers themselves would actually just get their own teams together and do it with their own games, mm-hmm. not going through PlayStation or Xbox. Just do it themselves and get it put and pay the money you gotta pay to get your little thing up on the IGN website or the EGMs or the game informers and etc. So that way, solving the problem of, hey, when I go looking for news, I see, uh, you know, Twinfish has this really crazy looking game and they're gonna sh- showcasing it. And I go, oh. What's Twin Fish's whole big state of play? What's going on? All Twin Fish's games.
1: <laughs> you you got to think, though. I mean, we've seen the difference between like Gearbox trailers and 2K trailers. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's what it that's is. That's true. Is, you know, Budget, money, the, not, skill the,
0: sets. Not,
1: yeah, not that the Gearbox trailers are bad or anything, but when you see the next level of it from this giant publishing arm who. You could put in all the music and the cool cuts and make it look the best you could ever imagine it and make it fun and wild and energetic. I mean, hey, I don't what? know, man. Why, why Why would you do it on your own when these guys could do it 10 times better?
0: There's truth in that, but by God, something's got to give, especially if we don't ever get back to the, uh, the big E3s because you know, there's been a lot of talk about not coming back or coming back in some other way, shape, or form. Whatever the mm. case may be, I just hope to start seeing some more news again. It's been pretty slow. I was so happy this morning to hear about the Horizon event and how it's going to be bigger and better. PlayStation 5 launch title. So that, that's what I held on to. I went, Hey, you know what? I just need something that I can look at in the distance right now. Cause like you said, I got tons of great games around me right now and I will for the next while because it's going to take me forever to beat them. But Mm -hmm. I always like having something out there, you know, in the distance. And I'm like, you, you're gonna be my my chicken nugget, and of course, Ghost of Tsushima not gonna happen, and Last that's of Us Two probably you do, not gonna 20, happen. That's
1: one of those games you gotta play. No, man. you have to play no game of the generation, you. game of game of the lifetime. That's no. what it's gonna be.
0: Oh, I want to play another Dark Souls game. No, thank you. I don't. I don't the game, this is
1: the best game ever made, dude. What's wrong with you?
0: You're, you're right. I was. I'm sorry. I didn't take my my medication, man. You gotta forgive me. Game of the year. Game of the year. <laughs>
1: game of the year so and, uh, what's I think, some news I think other playing? than that I want some hey man with, with the game of the year already announced and fixed it's time to just wrap it up
0: Imposters Wrap Up
1: So what do you guys think about Ghost of Tsushima? How high is it going to be on your game of the year list? Is it going to be gold? Is it going to be triple platinum? Is it going to be quadruple platinum? And what do you think about, hey, what do you think about The Last of Us and all the leaks there? What do you think about Naughty Dog? What do you think about Crunch? Tell us all the things that you think about. Send that to us via email info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshift.me and find us on Facebook under Third Shift.
0: Indeed, you can find us over there. You can also find us on Patreon. We treat it just like a little old tip jar. You like what you hear? like what we're doing? Consider going over there and going, pa-ching, $1, $2, $3, $5, maybe even a coveted $1 million. In which case we're gonna open up a food line, change our whole lifestyles, we're gonna have babies in jars on aisles, we're gonna have the unpatented but soon to be patented cold cox products out there for you to purchase. Cameras up everywhere, reality TV craziness, freaking lions running around, koi fish, y'all know the rigmarole. Make it happen. But if you can't, we understand. Because money's tight, as we've already said, we're living in a pandemic world in which you're hobbled up in your little house struggling to make it every day, eating grass from outside. I don't know what the case may be, but it's real. You can support us in so many other ways, like sending us messages via the Facebooks, via the Twitters, getting over there on Twitch, subscribing, following us, all that good stuff. Five-star ratings on the iTunes. You guys know it. we got all these places for you to go interact with us and keep us motivated, keep us little stars in our eyes twinkling ready to do it up for you.
1: Absolutely. And hey, I got to shout him out here on one of the shows because we didn't shout him out live on the fives when he did it. Our buddy SomewhereMan08 on the Twitch actually subscribed to us with actual money. Not a Twitch Prime sub. He gave us the four ninety nine. So props to you, SomewhereMan. I can't believe it happened, but we appreciate you. We love you. You're the best. And speaking of the best, this best podcast ever drops every two weeks on Tuesday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 12th of May for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because it does help us out. We really do appreciate it.
0: Indeed we do. We appreciate it so much. We appreciate those five stars. We appreciate, as you said, those wonderful subscriptions, etc. over there on Twitch. All those things help us buy the products, keep us online, keep us going. So we hope you consider helping us help you. And with that, there ain't nothing else to say, Matt. But But don't don't forget
1: forget to say...